nightmare. Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. Welcome to episode 33. Um, today we're discussing the film Holy Motors, directed by Leos Carrix from 2012. So, Gary, give us a bit of a rundown on the old synopsis. Holy Motors is a fascinating, visually striking labyrinth of interwoven fantasies that follows the mysterious Monsieur Oscar, who over the course of a single day takes on ten bizarre guises, ranging from a gangster and an aging millionaire to a troubled parent and anarchic tramp. It's been called one of the rarest of all things, a true original. Okay. Right, so let's dive headfirst into this analysis of the film, Gary. So, Gary, I picked this film, so... You did. What did you think? Well, I was going to... Well, 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 I hadn't seen it before I picked it. Oh, I did not? Okay. No, no, right, that, right. this was the first time watching it was for the podcast. Right. Um, as I do with many of my picks, it's an excuse to watch the film. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? What did you think? Mm, yeah, I didn't really enjoy it. Right. I feel kind of bad because I feel like I've been shitting on your picks recently. That's what uh, I did. Like, it's not something I'd, I had fallen right. in love with and okay, then brought I, to you and said, um, watch my child for a second. Right. Tricks. <laughs> this is just, I, I mean, I had, I had heard good things about the film. Yeah. It was quite lauded um, oh, by a, critics. and Yeah, to an <laughs> insane degree. Yeah. Um, I, I struggled to find a bad review of the film. Like, from yeah, like, mainstream, I, I found that mainstream as well. Critics, uh-huh. um, which, and to me, it's like, I can't see it at all. Uh, I don't know what they're watching. To me, um, it was a film, sort of a sincere film, but one that's incredibly, isn't really nothing to say. Uh, Mm. I felt it was just kind of tedious in a way. I didn't really engage with anything. I didn't find anything interesting. Um... I mean, to say you don't engage with it, it didn't really, it's not a narrative film and it wasn't developing character really. It's kind of about, I think, from what I can gather, it's meant to be about how modern technology and how in the modern world the communication were kind of sort of isolated. Kind of, and that's an idea that's similar to Crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, it's sort of a homage to the history of cinema. But it felt like ultimately very shallow kind of trite in a way maybe like i think carrick's himself he's had a, a troubled time trying to get films made in that mm-hmm. so it was just like maybe he wanted to here's all the my take on the history of cinema and how kind of technology in the modern world informs that and i think it's a film that funnily enough um you could read it's kind of blank in a way you could read incredible depth into it which is what i find a lot of the critics have done but um i might i don't know it might just be me that i didn't get it um but um i didn't engage with that at all um uh, i saying that there was some great scenes mm-hmm. like the kyle minogue stuff the song she sings is good the accordion dance scene Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, I really like that um, scene. Mm-hmm. There was moments where, like, the one scene with the where he goes to pick up the daughter at the party, mm-hmm. isn't that's like 
the best scene in the film for me. Yeah, that's yeah. the only moment it gets real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'd, I'd rather follow that film than see all the other like different characters and stuff. Um, but I'm guessing that was meant to be the real his real wife. But it's hard that's maybe a mistake to, to assume that. Yeah, I mean that that seemed to be the one that had the most um, bases and plausibility for being real because there's no kind of like breaking out of it necessarily at the end. You know, the daughter is there and seems to, she doesn't seem to be in on anything. She's just his Aye. daughter, you know. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so like my take, um, I, I quite enjoyed this film. Um, I didn't, I didn't have the same depth of problems that you had you know with the the not connecting to it there was definitely some scenes that just well i was like that's not you know not hitting the mark at all funny you should mention the the kelly minogue musical scenes i really didn't like that oh, at all. Okay. I, I was like oh this is cringing me out like, I, okay. I, I don't I, I don't know why like some reason it was just felt forced right whereas like the 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 accordion scene the, the musical interlude right. i thought that was genius i okay. really enjoyed that and um but um, <clears throat> it's hard to tell with this. Like, there's it, it, like so many layers are implied of real reality. You know, like when mm. it, when it, st- it starts off when we first um, meet um, Monsieur Oscar, um, he seems to be leaving his family for the morning, going off in a limo to do his job. Mm. Um, and at this point, once it started, like, he's talking about so many clients and appointments today for the day. We see him dressing up as old woman at first, which. Is probably the most throwaway character in the f- you know like character he dresses up as in the film. It mm. just seems so pointless. I, I didn't get that one at all. Mm. I thought we'd have had more that were like that that were just kind of bit pieces, but the the rest of them seemed to go into them fairly deeply. Right, yeah. Um, when that started happening and we we're seeing him like you know putting the makeup and stuff like that in, in the limo, I started thinking, is this some sort of um comment on like an actor's life? Mm. You know, and audition, auditioning, you know, and becoming yeah. all these different people, um, for effectively getting, uh, effectively getting no feedback. You know, you know what I mean. It's really just what they make of it, right? Yeah. Um, and it kind of reminded me of what I always, you know, you hear actors talking about the kind of when they are auditioning. It's very mm. cold, and you kind of put your all into, it and you're really not getting anything back from. It. It's kind of like you're just there and doing something. Aye. Um, and it seemed to be that, especially when he went to do the. Again, one of the scenes that was kind of a place for me was the the mo the mo- motion capture suit. Right, scene. Um, I was like, "What's this all about?" You know, and it kind of it worked okay until I saw the the computer the CGI stuff, mm. and then I was like, "No, that, that's kind of it, it was almost going to pass as like, okay, that was kind of interesting. I don't really know what was going on there, mm. and I felt they shouldn't really have put anything a face on it. You know, that the um the the computer generated effects or whatever, um." I don't know. It's I enjoyed it as I say, but there was so many scenes with it within it that kind of that's when I had the same feeling as you know, same kind of feelings. It wasn't connecting, or I wasn't getting what was meant to be, you know, going on. Um, the the main character, uh, what's his name, Dennis Levant. Mm. Um, I thought he was really good in the yeah, film. Yeah. I thought his performance was really strong. I quite liked his kind of. Was that kind of evil leprechaun he was playing, or something? Oh, like, right. You know that kind of that was interesting to watch because you know it was more kind of physical, mm. um, and but I mean, like I don't know the it it, it lost me. You know what I mean? Mm. It, I enjoyed it, but it lost me by the end of it. 
Um, I was kind of like, what's the what's with chimpanzees? <laughs> I don't I don't get what we're saying here. Yeah, and then the talking either. cars. Yeah, I felt like I was at the end. I felt like it was at the end of an episode of Thomas the Tank Engine. Right. <laughs> you know when they're all talking in the shed. <laughs> right. Um, that's maybe a uh, cars reference to cars as well. Maybe aye, aye, I've never um, seen cars, but. but yeah, nah, it's like uh, it's totally jumps off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. And I was um, expect I was waiting. I thought something really interesting is going to happen here at the end. Maybe you know, mm. um, because it opens up really interestingly. You know, with the with the the sleeper character or, or whoever you know, the, it's the director that's playing the guy at the beginning. Oh right, aye. Um, and he wakes up in his room and he, he opens a, a kind of hidden door in his room. And he's in a theatre, and he's watching like, all these kind of old images of, of, of the history of cinema. You know, mm. effectively, like some which looks like the kind of some of the original like cinematic images that were caught. Um, and that seems kind of interesting. Although there's is there like, a tiger or something like that <laughs> running down the yeah the aisle chasing after a child or, or walking after a child. I don't know. Mm. That's that, that I don't know. But um, that was kind of interesting. I thought maybe we were going to get something else to, to that kind of visually interesting to bookend it but it really just felt like a cartoon at the end with especially with the cars flashing as they talked right, aye. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i get why they did that to just show which car was talking but um <clears throat> that was the kind of most that's when it felt like they were talking about the technology thing mm. but it was very bluntly handled it was like if, god if that's what you're trying to say and it, you had to wait to the last two minutes or whatever the film and have cars talk about it and, and basically say what you're trying to get at yeah I didn't get that for the rest of the film, mm. you know. Mm. Felt like, well, what was the point of the rest of the film then? Yeah. If if that's what you're trying to say, and you could have said it like this. Mm. Um, no. Yeah, I think the film, the thing where sort of Levant playing all the different characters, it's like feeding into the thing about the idea of what's authentic in the modern world. Maybe if you've got internet, an internet persona. What's the difference between that and your real persona type of thing? Um, but so, so interesting ideas there, but not really explored in any uh, in any kind of interesting way. One of the scenes that I quite liked, um, and I thought they were going to try and do something interesting with, um, well, something interesting we've probably seen before, but something I thought they were trying to do something was when the he goes, he dresses up and he goes and. It's like he's taking he's it's like a hit on one he's assassinating basically like a, a mob boss or something or a drug dealer and then basically like totally proceeds to shave his head and everything and make him look like him. Aye. He thinks he thinks he's killed him and he proceeds to then stab him back in right, the neck, aye. looking like a mortal wound, effectively, like he's mm. gushing blood. And they're both lying there supposedly dying. Aye. So I thought, how are they gonna play this? Like and then they see that, that one of them's get getting back to the car. Aye. And I'm like, what is this? Are they trying to do something here with a kind of, you know, a switcher or something? Do we mm. know? You know what I mean? But it just didn't, nothing came of it. And yeah. I was like, well, okay, right. So what was, and it was like, well, because he was now out of playing that part, he wasn't wounded anymore. As soon as he got back in the car, he was basically fine again. Mm. Um, and the bit where he goes and assassinates the banker, which, which is him from the beginning of the film. See, the guy he kills, huh? he dresses up to be to exactly like the guy's going right. to kill. Yes, yeah. Um, and then what happens again? Is it the guy who, who the hit zone that comes up back to life? We don't know. All oh, right. Sorry. So um, he basically, he, he he's himself. Basically Aye. a skinhead, right? Yeah. And he goes down and there's a guy with long hair Aye. and stuff. And he kills him, stabs him in the neck. 
and then as he's lying dead, supposedly, he shaves his head and makes him look and dresses him exactly like what he's wearing. Aye, right. To make it look like it's him that's been killed, I guess. Right. That's what the idea would be, right? right. Um, but while he's doing that and he's getting things ready to go, the guy comes back to life effectively, or he's not dead, and stabs him back. Aye. Essentially, they both lie next to each other, looking the exact same, with the exact same wounds, mm. and and bleeding out. Right, and aye. then next... Was just that holds for a second, and then it switches to him getting like, crawling back up the kind of road back to the car. Mm. Um, but nothing's ever alluded to it not being him mm. or anything. Aye. And in fact, it, it's, it's almost as if like, once he's out of that character and gets back into the safety of the car, mm. he's no longer wounded either. You know what right, I mean? It's, it's almost like it's been completely a role. Mm. Which they, they kind of do with him getting shot when he goes to assassinate the, the banker as well. You know, it's. I don't know, mm. and then, then there's the scene where, where he's um, the 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 dying father, and the daughters there, and they have the lengthy kind of heartfelt conversation, and then he's like, "I have to go." Yeah. So thanks for that, you know, and, mm. and she seems to be acting as well. She's not. That's not really her. Mm. Possibly. She. I no. think she says she's got another appointment as well, or something. Like that. Oh right, okay. I think so. So. I don't know. Um. Like. I enjoyed those scenes. You know what I mean. Like, I enjoyed like none of those scene. Those scenes kind of felt tedious or or like I knew what was going on within the scene. I was happy mm. enough to just watch the scene, you know, mm. and get that. But it was kind of like I didn't couldn't see the what it was meaning for the bigger picture. Yeah, it was sort of the same kind of ideas you might get in like Inland Empire or something. But um... yeah, but Inland Empire. Yeah, I was going to say like, does it have? If it doesn't make literal sense, can you grasp something, even if you can't understand what it is? Um, like, for me, it always seems that Lynch has the kind of internal logic, um, and you kind of, you're happy to, for him just to guide you and take you, take you in a ride, but um, this just seems like he's throwing kind of ideas up there, but they're just kind of identity in the modern world. I'll do that. And I'll have all these scenes like people switching identities and sort of creating alternate personas, but um, he's happy just to do that. That's it. Yeah, it doesn't seem to. As he, especially with the, let's say the final scene with the cars, it just seems like that's that just seems like it just seems to like negate everything that's come before it. Mm. The, I think it was Kermod said about the. The lim- lim- limousine driver at the end putting basically the, the mask from yeah. the, the face with no eyes. Yeah. No. Eyes without a face. That's the one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Same actress as well. Yeah, it is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't it know that. It was in that film, I. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that, what's that all about? What's that all about? Yeah. It seems just another like, vacant kind of reference to cinema and sort of masks and alternate personalities or whatever. Um, yeah. It's, it's a head scratch. I, as I say, I. I enjoyed it up until the end because I could look past because I felt as if it would be going somewhere, but it didn't really pay off for me. You know what I mean? I didn't really get much out of it by the end. Of it. I was still left thinking, "Well, that was kind of goofy." Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, yeah. I've not seen any of these other films. I mean, what about you? Have you seen? I've only seen um, "Lovers in the New Bridge." I think it's called or "Leaman de Ponnoff," mm-hmm. whatever that means. Um, uh, it's okay. It's got some visual, kind of visually striking scenes. Um, it's got Danny Levant in it as well. Um, 
but I don't know. Did you watch that interview with him? No. All oh, right. No. Uh, I watched a few on YouTube, but I don't know. He didn't come across well. Just gonna, you know, just gonna laid back now. Like, very kind of. I don't know. No smug, but. Uh, kind of detached in a way. Like, like is he hiding was the fact he, that he doesn't know what he's kind of yeah. <laughs> I heard that he's got, he had a pretty kind of hard line against digital photography. Right. Um, and this film is shot digitally, apparently, because he couldn't get the money, for, or it was make it easier to shoot, and he's trying to get money to make his next film or whatever. So, I don't know. I mean, how much... You, you either get a hard line or not. Mm. You know? Mm. Does that take some of his credibility away? Um... You know, if he's going to cave on that, then... I don't mean like that, but you know what I mean. Like if 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 you've got kind of thing that's you, you know what I mean, mm. or like you know a thing that kind of defines you as a filmmaker, yeah. um, and you've been very vocal about it. I don't know, like to uh, me, I guess you're free to change your mind, but I just feel like maybe he's he's done it just just it feels like he maybe made this film just to make money to make the next film, right? Um. Hmm. No. Well, I don't know. What, it's not really a film you would make if you were just doing it. That's that. true. Uh, that's true. But, um, mm, I get you. I mean, yeah. Well, I think maybe what he's done is that idea of digital cinema. He's kind of thrown that in there. It's in the it's in the mix somehow, but he's, there's not really any kind of outcome to it. Mm. Um. I mean, it, it, I think it looks. Excellent, mm-hmm. um, pretty stunning. Um, I don't know, it's a funny one. Just the critical reception. To me, it just seems like I don't. Know, I don't know if it's just like because it's there's so much the the, the there's all the references to the kind of tra- history of art house film. Mm-hmm. It's maybe an alternative to like what maybe Tarantino might do. It makes kind of critics kind of. Yeah, uh, I get what you mean. Oh, yeah, they can just go crazy and pick out all the references. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I wouldn't have thought that would really uh, make the difference where they, they would just be blind to like a bad film. But but then, yeah, I mean, um, uh, let's take a step back. You've mentioned Tarantino there, and you've mentioned previously that you, you're kind of, you don't really like that style that Tarantino has with the kind of, you know, the references to other films and things like that. You're not a big fan of that. Mm. Yeah. So, but generally the critics are quite favourable to his films as well, you know. Um, Do you know what I'm I don't know. I thought I thought the kind of general critical reception was that um, with every film he makes, he gets a little, with a sort of, still their, their hits, but no one takes them quite as seriously as they right. like mm-hmm. these first mm-hmm. two. Films, um, I guess. I guess. I mean, this is like really the first, maybe the first type of film like that that Carax has made. Um, and and it is kind of it's a different, as you say, it's more art house stuff. So it's maybe, maybe the kick that the critics were getting out of Tarantino's films to start with mm. is the same. Is it is an al- the alternative kick that they're getting yeah. out of this film because it's like kind of the more niche, Aye. um, like lesser known or well, you know, not mainstream films yeah. that, that he's referencing. And maybe they're getting the kick out of that. Maybe. I mean, like, looking at uh, on like Rotten Tomatoes just now, it's like a ninety-one percent mm. fresh, and I, I don't know. 
I mean, I didn't hate it, or I didn't have the same problems that you had with it, but like, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it up there, you know. Mm. Would, you know, maybe like a seven. Only because the end, only because how it, go, you know, it doesn't pay off really for me. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say like a seven, you know, most. Mm. But it is weird that there's not there's not really any like kind of negative response to it. The only kind of bad review I was I could find was just like a, like some kind of just film blog thing. Mm. Well, it's not even divisive. It's just it's just um. Everybody seems to like it, but yeah. <laughs> you and and, and a wee, they like it more than I do. Aye. Um, I don't know. What do you think? This is one you would watch again. Um, probably wouldn't. Although it may be one that you have to give it a few mm. uh, viewings. But um, where, where does the where do you think the title comes from? Really, you know, obviously it's the name of the um the company that housed the limos, but. That's only really kind of come down to play at the end, but what do you think it is in reference to? Um, it's okay to say you don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I've only thought about it, but I'm just thinking, I don't know, is it maybe the idea that this corporation um, is in the business of delivering um, sort of heaven, in a way, or the kind of realities, fancies mm-hmm. that they the customers are looking for mm-hmm. um although i don't know if that makes sense for every character the girl that are dying father or whatever mm-hmm. um see that's the thing you don't know who the like, client is aye, yeah. yeah all the time i mean in the ava mendez section when he's the little like leprechaun guy i would take it it was her it would seem to right. be to be ava mm. mendez's character because she it's kind of like she doesn't want to be there as the model mm. seems to be like she wants kind of out of there mm. but who knows you know what i mean it's and and you'd presume it's the daughter and the dying father scene yeah um they play the the father daughter like um card journey as if that's an appointment no is that not played like that's an appointment um see i didn't think that at first right because just the fact that he's talking about what he's been doing all day he said all these appointments and that so it yeah. seems like but it's hard to tell because there's so many times when you think you're getting you think it's the real guy oh aye, sure you know so you don't know like yeah um is that part of it the whole thing mm. it just feels a bit more real than the way he interacts with any of the other characters mm. uh, well i mean what the interaction with kelly and oak's character they seem, they seem to have oh, some history yeah mm. um and that again brought it back to the kind of actor thing for me like, you know the whole like um, I didn't think you were working anymore. Right. Mm. You know, or what I am, but I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of outside the, the normal. You know, it seems like, you know, like kind of actor speak for like, you know, them kind of maybe going to do theatre or, you know, or staying out of the kind of mainstream films, right. you know what I mean? And still working and still being, like, you know, a presence. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the chimpanzees, definitely. What's, I mean, what's that all I about? Th- the only thing I could think of was. Um... A reference to every which way but loose. I know. I was just going to say that. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say it as a joke. Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> recognise the character that he was dressed up as, even if that was meant to be anything. Um, Monkey wasn't called Clyde. So. Right. <laughs> um, somebody calls it the the like twelve o'clock, isn't it? And was it in punches? Right. Aye. Yeah. Good film. <laughs>
<laughs> um, but nah, I, I was gonna say that's a joke there, but like maybe it is. Right. I don't know. Um, didn't really think any Nelson monkeys. Hmm. of the Apes. That's a film that's also about um not being aware of the proper reality until the yes and the ends, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say trans erotica but oh, right. well that as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so any final thoughts on holy mortals i'm going to try and watch it again right. i want to i want to see if i can get anything more from it um uh, knowing, knowing now that there's nothing really to to culminate in in the ending, mm. maybe I can take something else from from the you know the scenes. Um, worth worth a watch. And, and I mean, if mo- most people review reviews are to be believed, that is is a good film. But yeah, or a great film by most people's reviews. I'd say, I'd say it's it's a well made film. Mm. Um, I don't know if the the story or the the plot is very well thought out or crafted. I don't know, but what about you? Yeah, I guess Celtic Molly. I'm kind of the base of Carax. Um, I'm sort of um sympathetic to the ideas and the style, but um, to me, it was very, very, uh, just really empty. Um, some visual strike, visually striking scenes and stuff, um. But ultimately, I was kind of slightly indulgent and maybe kind of trite in a way. Um. So. But check it out. It's been pretty much universally uh, yeah, uh-huh. and stuff. Uh-huh. So um. Hmm. Maybe something to take take from it that we didn't quite get. Yeah. Okay. Um. And that wraps us up in the conversation for Holy Motors. Um, gonna do a, a slight throwback to some, some old podcast, Gary. Um, we're gonna do a, a little mini random shit, right? Yeah, back by popular demand. So, welcome back to random shit. So, there was a big announcement, um, that a uh, Twin Peaks is finally getting a yep. Blu-ray, Blu-ray release. It was sort of we knew it was in the works, but it's got a street date of July twenty ninth. Yeah, it'd been kind of hinted at like earlier in the year. I believe there's, there's I don't know if I can't see anything in the specs for it, <clears throat> but um, it was rumored that it was going to be there was there was a lunch had shot some new stuff, mm. um, for a, a little short tape, kind of fifteen minutes something. Something to wrap it up a bit better. Right, yeah. Well, not necessarily wrap it up a bit better, but, you know, give it an ending or something further in the story. Um, but I, d- I can't see anything like that in, in the the specs. I don't mm. you just notice Well, there's some, something where it's, uh, he's interviewing the characters of the farmer. Right, so maybe that's what it is then. That's, yeah. maybe, that's, um, maybe, that's maybe it then. Um, but by all means, man, it's a full-packed set. You know what I mean? Mm. There's like... It's got firewall with me in it as well. It's got um, ninety minutes of it, like deleted scenes. Yeah, things. there's a lot of stuff that wasn't on the DVDs. Aye. Um, I'm really excited about this set. I've I've never seen firewall with me. I know it's not one of your favourites, but mm. I, I'm quite interested to see it. Uh, 
says it's created from a 4K scan. Right, aye. Is that different than the Blu-ray that was released here already? Yeah, because um, that's not a great transfer. Right, right. Um, so, nice to get a new... I mean, um, it's it's quite interesting because it was announced for the States and then we had one listed on Blu-ray.com that what looked as if it was not going to be including Firewalk with me, it was more going to be like a, like a stripped-down set, but right. it's now been replaced by the same exact same yeah, set. Yeah. It's the same day release seems to be in, mm. in the States and over here, which is awesome. We hardly ever get that kind of thing. Um, and it's a pretty decent price as well. It's not too bad. It's like, I think it's like $90 in the States and it's, what, 50 Right, That's yeah. about right, is it? That. That's not that's a fair I think so, aye. Uh, conversion, but it's not bad at mm-hmm. all for for the set. Um in fact it wouldn't be bad at all for just the T V the T V the gold you know, the, the what was it, the, the gold box that was yeah. released already, but you know, with H D episodes it wouldn't have been that bad. But there's no um commentaries I think and things like that on it. Well, well no, the commentaries aren't on it, unfortunately. Oh they aren't? I thought they No, were... well they weren't on the gold box either. So they were on, they on the the original uh, the series seasons? one. Of, oh right. Uh, the, I thought it said that it was it had... in, the both the US and the UK. I think had them. Right. Um, but because uh, it seems fairly uh, comprehensive in sort of collecting all the previous uh, supplements, but it doesn't have them. But um, if you got the original DVD, then you're fine, yeah, but, I, I had uh, the original um, set for the for season one. Right. Um, but I didn't have the season two one. Yeah, season two doesn't have in much oh, right, except for right. a few interviews and stuff. But I could have saw that it said that there was there was commentary on this. It's, it isn't there now, but I thought there was a new commentary or something. Oh, right. Um. Anyway, uh, but I mean, what I said, I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah. Plenty of new stuff there as well. Uh, you getting this? Oh yeah. Yeah, you pre-ordered it. Yes, yes. I. Too. No, it's a good price. Um, considering like I'm sure the gold box when it came out was about thirty, mm-hmm. something like that, maybe yeah. more. Um, yeah. I got it for about fifteen. Yeah, I think sale, I but, waited. It was a little lower um, as well, but but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very happy with that. Um, another thing that's announced that you'd brought to my attention, I hadn't really seen it, and I wasn't really sure what it was going to be because there was some pretty shitty DVD sets released in all the time. But there's a Halloween complete. Um, box set there's apparently two different versions coming right um there's like a stripped down kind of version that has all the theatrical versions of all the films mm. um and there's like a, a deluxe limited edition one which has i mean like i've never seen as many like alternate cuts like i mean there's like the, it's got apparently the original halloween blu-ray that was released and the remastered one right. releasing both of them um it's got bringing in the mono audio I don't think that's been released in any of the the, uh, the Blu-rays yet. Um, it's going to have like the TV cut. I take it in HD. Like the TV cut has, but it says ultra rare TV network cut. Right. But it was released in DVD a while back, um, and over here as well. Uh, <clears throat> but it's never been released in Blu-ray. So I take it they've done they've done some sort of HD remaster. I don't yeah, know how okay. that'll work. But anyway, that's there. Um, they've got the the Halloween two and the TV cut for that again. That was released in the shout. Uh, Scream Factory, one that I've got, um, the TV cut, but again it wasn't HD, it was just in standard def. Right. But I don't know how I don't know how they'll go about that. If the, you know the the the, I suppose they would have had to. I would they have had to cut like the cut the TV cut from the original camera negative, or maybe they're, they're reconstructing it. Don't know. Mm. Um, Halloween three, I don't know if that's got an alternative cut, but like or four or five. Um, but Halloween 6 is the big one because Halloween 6 Hustle Michael Myers 
has a that this is really rare. It's never been released ever. Um, the producer's cut. It's called. Right. Mm. It's a work print version. It's like basically a different kind of different ending, different kind of story for the middle and stuff. Um, and that's going to be released for the first time ever in, in HD. Like, I mean, I've, I remember buying this back in VHS. Like, I managed to get like, a, a pirate, well, it wasn't a pirate copy. Somebody was selling like copies on the internet back in the early days of the internet, and I managed to get like a copy of this. And I've got it on DVD as well. I've got it somewhere else. Um, that'll be quite interesting to see how that turns out because it was, it was. It was all right, you know what I mean. It was it was a little curioso, interesting um, differences and stuff. Um, Halloween H two O. There is a different cut of that, but I don't think it's very very different because I've seen. Uh, I think on that producer's cut, the the, the VHS I had, it had the alternative H two O as well. But I never oh, right. watched it because I started watching it and it was basically the same. Mm. Um, and I never really heard much different about it. It does have the um, two cuts of both the Rob Zombie films as oh, well. Right. Which is interesting because I uh, think the theatrical cut, which is the superior cut of the first Halloween that Rob Zombie did um, in HD, which I think it was only released in Germany in HD, in right. Blu-ray. Um, it's never really been released anywhere yeah. um, else. So that would be interesting to have, and obviously the two cuts of the, the sequel. But there's apparently a, lo- a shitload of new extras and stuff. Right. Like that. I, mean, I said to you that it would take something kind of special for yeah, me to yeah. even consider this. Um, and to be honest, the producer's cut would probably be enough to tip it if that you know unless it get released as a, a standalone but there's also a 50 page booklet from right. uh, one of the fangoria guys right okay um so i mean it's it kind of when you read when you when i read it to start with it seemed like that right so this is what they're just thinking is going to be on it because it, it right. seemed a bit kind of over the top okay you know like overkill it just like, they're never going to get the rights for all this stuff because like, mm. Surely Scream Fact to have some rights and then Universal have some rights and right, like, okay. different companies own the, the films. Um, and I think that's what's been the problem with the DVDs as well in the past. Uh, but then I got to the bottom and it was on Fangoria's website and it said, that, and a 50 page, page booklet right. written by such and such of Fangoria. And I thought, well, they can they kind of must know then. Mm. You know, they wouldn't be reporting on this probably. And I've seen a lot of links to it on the official Halloween website and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, so... Is the, quite, is that the it producer's looks cut only in the 15 limited edition? Yes, yeah, 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 because there's 15 discs, sorry, there's 15 yeah. discs and there's 10 discs. So the 10 discs probably got most of the special features on it and just, just the theatrical ones. Right. Um, I don't know a price for this yet. I think it was retail, they had a, a expected retail, but I can't remember what it was, but it was over $100 anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to be worth, I don't. it's not probably not going to be a day one for me. Mm. I'll wait and see what the reviews are because um, mm. I've got, Halloween's one to five, and the the two Rob Zombie ones. Um, I've got two copies of the second Rob Zombie one because I've got the uncut and the and the uh, director's cut and the original, and I've got two of the original Halloween, and it's just like, and I've got two Halloween two because I right. wanted that um documentary that was on the, okay. the Universal one, so it's gonna take, it's gonna have to be awesome and okay. price dropped a bit before I get it. Um. Probably won't come out over here, to be honest. Mm. I, I don't see it coming out over here. Um, I, are, they, are they still to come out, most of the films, to come out over here? Um, ha, H2O and ha, uh, Curse of Michael Myers hasn't come out over here. I think uh, neither has Halloween 3 or 2. Right. Mm. The original Halloween 3 mm. or 2. They haven't come out over here yet. Yeah, so probably not then. Not probably in that not. same kind of nah. I could see maybe the, the stripped down version, maybe, but I don't mm. even think they'll have the, the special features. 
Mm. But it depends because I, I don't really know who's, who what the company is that's releasing it. Because I know Anchor Bay had the rights a lot, or Stars, sorry, had the you know the the rights to the, those films for ages yeah. on DVD and stuff. But uh, I don't even know who it is that's that's bringing it out. Let me see if I can find out. What oh, there's artwork now. It says Stars Anchor Bay. So Anchor Bay does have a foothold over here now, but mm. it just depends who's got the rights to. It, I guess. Um, the t- placeholder artwork that's up on online's pretty shit. It's just I looked at it earlier and, and didn't have anything at all, but now it has something about pants. Mm. Mm. Apparently, they're, they're all going to come in their own little um, black Blu-ray case. Like, it must be a slim Blu-ray case okay. with the original one sheet artwork. Right. So that's pretty cool. At least, mm. I mean, it seems like they're they're doing doing it the right way. Aye. Um, if you're going to do it, but. As I say, it'll probably be something. One of the things that have them down in price, and I'll maybe have to, import tax is going to be a bitch, and you know it's going to be awkward to get it. Aye. It's the Friday Thirteenth box set that came out. I, I quite like. I'd quite like that, mm-hmm. um, but it's still pretty expensive. And if you get it on Amazon UK, I think it's over a hundred bucks. Right. Um, unless you want it used, but yeah, it's it's cool that it's coming out. As I say, when you told me about it, I was kind of thinking, oh, it's just going to be like. I mean, they released it in, them in DVD once. Okay. Right, and they did Halloween one. Two, didn't do three. They did four and five, and H two O, and like you know, what I mean, that was the complete Halloween <laughs> box, you know, or something like that. Um, and I was expecting some sort of half ass like that. Yeah, yeah. So to see that kind of basically the set, similar to the set that the Friday Thirteenth series got, pretty cool. Kind of make me a little nervous for the Nightmare Elm Street set I've got because that's fairly stripped down. All right. To be yeah. fair, although that was based off the original DVD set that we got of it, and that was pretty comprehensive with the specials and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so maybe there's not much else they can put out for it. But there you go. That's that. Um, Batman, Gary. Batman. Batman. Mm. What did you think of the the costume? Um. Yeah. We, we've we've some of our most popular episodes are about Batman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we. Our self-professed Batman fans got a cool um, Adam West Batman t-shirt the other day. Oh, it's it's pretty it's, it was but ah, it's right. pretty cool. And it's uh, it's Adam West right there on the big on the on the t, and it's na 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 Batman. Right, na 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 Batman t-shirt. Right. So, um, but I quite liked it. I thought I have to have that. Sure. So it was only eight pounds. Ah, right, yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think of the? The reveal of the of Batfleck. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Um, <coughs> it looks as if they're going for a more gritty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like what I would kind of pick for a costume. Um, yeah, it's pretty um, pretty awesome. Like <clears throat> someone pointed out, like if you look at it, it's kind of the closest to like the closest and like a mod more modern look to the Adam West costume. Like see the way that the because the ears are t- like smaller, the way the brow is, right, and the mm. way that the cape goes Aye. around it. You know, it's kind of weird. That it's kind of going back to that without going there. You know what I mean? It's it kind of looks like like very much like Batman. Sure. You know, because you it, say what you will about the Adam West Bat costume, it did look kind of low rent and cheaply made, but it was very comic book accurate for the time. Mm. You know, it, it looked like Batman. Mm. Um. But no, I'm I'm psyched about this. I think it looks awesome, and the Batmobile looks pretty cool as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
so it's a good a good start, but I've still got reservations oh, yeah, about yeah, the film. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It's but, made me a little more confident for the for at least the like look of Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not going to look at it and think that's not Batman. I had uh, I had some worries for a while because there was some like um, supposed concept art released a while ago that basically was like a costume that looked pretty much like the Bale one, except where the bat was was a bit bigger. It was it was the same like bat symbol looked like as the Bale. Right costume and it was yellow the bat the bat, oh, bat right. in the chest and i was like that looks horrendous mm. it looks like batgirl's costume that's anyone that knows batman right. batgirl will know what i mean but that's that that's what it looked like and i was like okay. that looks ridiculous right. so i'm like okay that i can live with that i mean the worst batman films still a batman film mm-hmm. even if superman's in it and Zack snyder fucks it up who knows but I'm, I'm more confident in the look they've got that right to me yeah you know I'm more confident in the look of Batman than I am in the look of Superman from even the Man of Steel. Right, yeah. Even though I, I quite like that film, I, something about that. The way sometimes I see pictures of him in that costume, and I think that doesn't really look like Superman to me, but this looks like Batman. Yeah. So they've got that. Cool. So that's that brings the end of uh, episode thirty-three. We're edging ever closer, guy, to that elusive number thirty-five. Might as well make that a, a landmark. Might as well. Right. Might as well, Gary. Halfway to seventy. Happy seventy <laughs> fives. <laughs> um, so you know what they say when, when you're halfway to seventy, Gary. I don't. What do they say? Yeah, a third of the way to hundred and five. Aye. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, we've, <laughs> we've now done more episodes than our age. And right, th- thirty-five is probably the next big landmark for us as a- an age. Okay, I see. I guess so. I. Next time on Cinema Subculture, we're looking at next Gary. Don't go in the house. All the basement. Mm. All the woods. Woods. All the supermarket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that one. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was directed by Gary who. Uh, Joseph Ellison. Nice pool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's going to be episode uh, 34. Yeah. The video nasty? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so join us for that episode. Goodbye. Strange.